This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Okay, after so much deliberation, we are bringing you... uh, a brief podcast tonight. Um, we're going to be doing a description of the pro- upcoming programs for Wellbriety, the 12 Steps, and the Medicine Wheel for men and for women. Uh, we are about a month away from that. Actually, almost exactly a month. Yeah, less than a month away from our start times, which is the men's starting November 18th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the women's group will be starting on November 19th from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. This is located at the Métis Local 87. The address is 1539 43rd Street Southeast. And it's only a couple of blocks off of 17th Ave Southeast. So whatever buses take you down there, I believe the number one and the Max Purple. And, uh, and so we have a few of us here to talk about this tonight. So I am going to obviously pass it on now to someone who knows a lot more. Heather Morjo, please tell us a little bit about the programs that are coming up. Yeah, thanks, David. So uh, Wellbriety is created by the White Bison Incorporated by Don Coyas from the Colorado Springs. And he created this program because he was in AA and he loved AA but it did not address some of the things that he, as an Indigenous man in recovery, needed for his recovery process, right? So he looked at the 12 steps of recovery and said, hey, you know what? These could be applied to the medicine wheel. And thus was born the medicine wheel and the 12 steps. And in the past few months, I believe we were trained back in June, um, myself, Elder Marilyn Shingoose, David Leary, Darcy Robinson, and his beautiful wife, Michelle Robinson, all undertook the training to become certified facilitators through the White Bison Incorporated company. The um, curriculum is a video-based curriculum. So for um, approximately 16, 14 to 16 weeks, depending on how big the group is, we sit and we watch the videos. Actually, I'll start over. We come into the room and we start with a smudge, right? And then we will open the group that way in a prayer just to make sure that we start with really good intentions. And then we'll start watching the video curriculum where Don Coyas 
discusses the 12 steps as they apply to the medicine wheel and as they apply to indigenous spirituality. And then we will close out with a talking circle and discussing what has been happening for us, how the video impacted us, and just really staying focused on supporting each other in recovery as Indigenous people. So, as you mentioned, the men's group starts on November 18th at 7 to 9 p.m. This will be every Monday. And the women's group will be on November 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. And it will be every Tuesday. So we encourage people to come at any point. So if you missed the first one, you can come to the second one, you can come to the fifth one, whichever. And then we're going to continue to cycle through each of the steps and each of the teachings throughout throughout the year. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to stay at our location. It, the Métis uh, Local 87 is a smudge-friendly location. It's an Indigenous-run location, so we think it's really important for us to have that space and they have generously donated it to us so we're very thankful to them and we will be um, doing our best to bring snacks and and have workbooks available for everyone um, as donated by freedoms path recovery society i think that's really all i need to say about the program but i'm gonna pass it to Elder Marilyn Shingoose, and she is one of our trained facilitators and our elder that is consulting or that's guiding us through this process. So, Thank you, Heather. It's good to be here tonight and to have this opportunity to share about this program. Um, the wellness program, well sobriety, to me, um, is really the heart of recovery. For myself, um, being in recovery, I found um, that being sober is, having sobriety is one thing, but having a wellness sobriety is even better because it says in AA program that it's not the alcohol that, uh, it's a symptom, it's a deeper emotional issues. So it's those issues that really need to be dealt with for someone to come around to to recovery. And I had the opportunity to do the training and uh, to do this program before. And it's very, it's very uh, deep and it's very great at uh, talking in a circle as well really helps because that's healing in itself. I'm really honored to be a part of this because, you know, anything to do with helping another human being um, have freedom in their life and be able to have a life, like, is uh, that, that's the best thing that could happen. It's uh, very spiritual, and it's very, uh, gives you so many ideas because when we do uh, the, go through the workbooks, there's... Um, we write a lot of the things down, we do a lot of mapping, and that's where we come down to answers for ourselves, and it's about inner healing for ourselves um, as well, and breaking that cycle for the rest of our families and, and friends. All right, so uh, Marilyn, thank you. Uh, Heather, thank you. So uh, I have not so much questions, but... Um, observations because I, I mean we all took the training 
So uh, having taken the training as a non-Indigenous human, um, what what is available for non-Indigenous with Wellbriety? Is it is it open to anyone who wants to learn? And absolutely. So for a lot of people, the spiritual approach is what they're seeking because it, it is Indigenous spirituality, and that connects to a lot of people on a lot of different levels. So I would say. Um, first and foremost, yes, it is for designed for Indigenous people who practice that spirituality. But at the same time, there's lots of Indigenous people who have never practiced Indigenous spirituality. And this gives them a foundation to start that journey. As well, there's an opportunity for non-Indigenous people to practice these teachings and learn about them in a really safe environment. Um, I might mention if to do a little bit of homework or give us a call and chat with us if, you, if you're brand new, fresh new, and have some questions before you come into the room, because we're always open to answering those inquiries. And uh, on the poster, there's going to be phone numbers for myself and Marilyn, okay. and we're happy to answer any specific details that way. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And so, and ha- having taken the training as a non-Indigenous human, I found... I mean, obviously, everything was so open to me. It wasn't like I was shut out of anything. And But I, I know that might be a concern for some people who, who might think, oh, I'll get there and then I'll be treated differently or whatever. And the reality is I was not. I was not treated differently. I was treated as though I was Indigenous, to be honest, I, as, as best as anyone can do that. Um, and being allowed to learn in the way uh, that the medicine wheel and the 12 steps teaches is just an extra added like if you're a AA person or a 12-step person of any respect if you're interested in expanding like your spiritual um, potential or even your direction i i can't see how it's a bad idea to try it totally and one of the things that don coyas talks about is the medicine wheel for some cultures not all of them does represent the four great races So when you look at it, you've got red, white, yellow, and black. And so when they were developing this program back in the late 80s, early 90s, they had a gathering and called the elders from all of those nations to come together and create the hoop of 100 eagle feathers with these teachings. And so there are eagle feathers that were placed there by elders from Africa, by the white Sami from the Greenland, right? And so these are indigenous communities. Did I say Sami, right? I, I think so, but also New Zealand. There was a, New Zealand, yeah, pardon me. Yeah. yeah, I could see I made a mistake there. No, it's okay. Um, I, I couldn't remember if there was Greenland and New Zealand or just New Zealand. Yeah, so, thank yeah. you. Um, so yeah, we've got all of the nations coming together, mm-hmm. recognizing that in some capacity, there are indigenous people throughout the world, yeah. right? And these teachings are earth and, and based on that culture of connecting with community and building each other up and with recognizing our relationship to the earth. So I feel like Don Coyas started this program with the awareness that it was going to be much broader than just Indigenous people. Yeah. Cool. Is there a way that we can add a link to this little brief thing um, that shows the video of the Hoop of 100 Feathers? I think there's one on YouTube. We'll find a good one. Uh, and the reason I say that, because you brought it up, um, and we got to go to, um, 
why can I, I'm having like a blank. I know the Ochis Nation um, this past summer and attend the Hoop of a Hundred Feathers ceremony. Uh, just the beginning of it, of course, we were there for, we missed the Dancing Horses, which I feel awful about because I watched a video of Dancing Horses and was like, my mouth was open the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, this would have been incredible to participate in, in some capacity. But just seeing that hoop of a hundred feathers come in to that gymnasium and all the different people that were there. Um, and, and that's where that, I think, it, I think she was an elder from New Zealand, from one, from the, the what, what was the name again that you used? Oh, you were speaking of New Zealand. I was thinking of Greenland. Yeah, so there's two so, different ones. Yes, right? yeah, in New Zealand and Greenland. But either way, it was yeah. an, it was an elder from New Zealand who came to present how they yeah. feel about giving a feather to the hoop, right? Exactly. So it is such a cool thing, um, and even even throughout all this ceremony, uh, like I am, I come from the Christian background, so like when I'm in those environments, I always expect to be excluded. <laughs> Right, because coming from uh, organized religion um, from the West, it's very exclusionary. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't believe, right? So yeah. I'm always like very quiet. And I think I think it was at the hoop ceremony where an an elder, an older gentleman, he said, "You know, you're allowed to be here," because mm -hmm. <laughs> he could tell I was so like worried. I felt like I was gonna like misstep every. 10 seconds right it was very warm and welcoming it was yeah. constantly warm and welcoming yeah. right so yeah. um yeah i, I kind of want to pass along that message to, if there's anyone out there and and you're not quite sure because you're maybe not indigenous and mm -hmm. it's been told to you over and over again that you should mind your own business mm -hmm. uh, frankly i've been welcomed to every ceremony i've ever attended mm -hmm. and i've been welcomed by the elder like not by by my friends but by people who don't even know me Mm -hmm. uh, and the interesting thing was, do you remember Sundance? Yep. We went there and I, I, we, I met, um, what was his name? Pablo. Pablo Russell. Pablo. Yeah. And so I met him one time. That was the first time I met him. And then I was at a CPS graduation in the summer for one of my friends who became a police officer. And he was there. Oh, yeah. And he recognized me. Oh, And, nice. and in the middle of all the stuff, we shook hands. Like, I recognized him right away. So I was like... Hey, because of course I'm like a total knob, right? Like there's this big ceremony going on and I see Pablo and I'm like, hey, like there's a friend. So I like left the line that I was in and I went over and we shook hands and everybody's staring at us. And then I realized it's because he was about to get let out to do a talk or a prayer. And I basically just started talking to him in the middle of his procession. Oops. <laughs> um, but he was so welcoming even there. He just like, he warmly took my hand like he, mm -hmm. and so anyway. Sorry, I, I remember kindness, like some people remember shittiness. So, because um, those are the things that I think about at night or the, how kind some people have been to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, I am babbling, which is what I do. So, yeah. So, I'll just, I'll just close off by saying, you know, we've separated the two groups into men's groups and women's groups, and that is identifies as. Uh, we will, of course, want to make this a really safe space for everyone. Um, we just understand that there are certain protocols because we're on Treaty 7 land, because we're on the land of the Blackfoot Confederacy, that we want to observe pro proper protocols. And so in that, we felt it was important to have these spaces for each group. Um, and important to have Indigenous people teaching this program, because it's, it's great to have a non-Indigenous guy like you who's so woke 
and ready to help people. But it, Every time somebody says that, man, I'm like, I'm like I don't know. I feel pretty sleepy. <laughs> but but for us Indigenous folks, it's really important to be able to have Indigenous-led initiatives brought to us, right, by our mm-hmm. peers and by our by our own elders. So. Is there a cost associated with it? Absolutely not. Okay, great. Um, we are supported through Freedom's Path Recovery Society. So donations are welcome to Freedom's Path Recovery Society to support these programs. Uh, if you are a private agency, like a treatment center or a social center, mm-hmm. you can contract us to come and privately facilitate this for your own clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different thing, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. So by donation, so basically is it going to be like a seventh tradition? So for anyone familiar with uh, 12-step groups, the seventh tradition is self-supporting through our own contributions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so kind of the same idea? Yeah, exactly. Okay. We will we will pass around just to cover expenses for uh, the books and materials for facilitating. And then, but for the most part, we are uh, working. We are very grateful to Freedom's Path Recovery Society for helping us build this. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we're grateful to be able to incorporate this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we know how necessary it is. Yeah. And um, obviously out there, when she mentions the cost, thank you for, for making the dollar sign for me too, <laughs> from across the way. Because <laughs> I was like, dollars, what? But you know what? The truth of the matter is books cost money, coffee costs money, mm-hmm. pens cost money, that kind of stuff costs money. And any help we get, obviously, will go straight into the program. Um and all these facilitators that you've talked about are volunteer facilitators. Like, yes. Until we can secure money for for the facilitators, everything's volunteer based. Exactly. And you so. and Marilyn just reminded me as well. We will have bus tickets mm-hmm. if people oh. need a bus ticket to get home. Wow. So that's another thing, just to make sure it's accessible for everybody. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for coming in and for doing this tonight. Thank you, David. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.